All right, welcome back, everyone, to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brothers Sportscast. I am Caleb, and with me, as always, is Craig. We are real talk, real fans. We are bringing you Michigan football each and every week. And before we really get into anything, I know this is a sportscast and all that, but I definitely do want to take the time just to mention this. I mean, uh, I know that it doesn't, I don't know if I would say it accomplishes a lot, but just in recognition, we would just like to say that our prayers and thoughts uh, go out to everyone who's been affected and dealing with the catastrophe that happened over the weekend in Orlando. I know that I know some people down in that area, and fortunately none of them were uh, around for that incident, but we do um, send our thoughts and prayers out to those affected in that extremely unfortunate event that occurred yeah it was a sad day and unfortunately you know all politics aside but um yeah we just you know you want to think about those people and you want to just know that you can contribute as much as you can and you know it's just one of those things man you just there's bad people out there plain and simple yeah yeah it's and i think uh i think it was mike and mike this morning yeah, I think mm-hmm. it was this morning that said that probably one of the most unfortunate things is that this these things don't shock us anymore. Like, you know, these hearing about shootings and things like that, they don't shock us anymore. So yeah. that that is truly a, a disappointing thing to come around to realize where, I mean, you remember when it used to be shocking and things like that. Now, I mean, it still is a surprise and everything, but just where it... There used to be a time where you feel like you never heard about it, and now it seems all too frequent. So, But, again, thoughts and prayers to those affected uh, in any way by that. Um, yeah, yeah and there, I know there's a lot of recruits from Orlando, too, I believe. Uh, Chase Lassiter is from there, too. Oh, yeah. Be yeah, around that area, I do remember yep. that. So, yeah, for thoughts and prayers out to those affected. You know, right now, right now I'm kind of talking to you and i'm also watching the game i'm like just watching this basketball game <laughs> trying to keep it football talk and yeah. remember when you told me who's gonna win remember when we talked about that who's gonna win or if we thought or the- you said like four game sweep or you said yeah. would you say four game sweep yeah that's well i was asking you if you thought that was possible because i just felt like it was almost like the nba wanted it to happen yeah well, that's probably not going to happen. So, well, yeah, that can't, well, that can't happen now because Cleveland won that one game. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm not watching the game. I actually forgot about yeah. that. So yeah, so it's here Monday night. We're recording, and Craig is watching the game. So hopefully he'll participate in this episode. But I might not. <laughs> but um, I might ask me a question. I might not even answer. Take me a couple minutes to go. What? What did you say? Yeah, I'll, I'll be ready for that. <laughs> Um, but uh, before we get into the football talk, uh, we'll go into uh, what we haven't really talked about in a little while, but we'll go into, go ahead and talk about Rock Moment of the Week. I have a Rock Moment of the Week for the podcast, but Craig, I'll go ahead and let you go first if you have anything that is your Rock Moment of the Week. Rock moment of the week. I'm putting you, I'm putting um, you on the spot. I, I know you are, man. It's just, thanks. I can't think of anything right now. Um, rock moment of the week. 
Hmm, that's a tough one. I'll, so you, I'll, I'll go. I'll go ahead and go oh, if you want. To have some time. I could say the rock moment. At least the weather. The weather's been great. So. Oh yeah. About exactly. that, but I mean, I can't say like I've had a lot of few graduation parties I had to go to, and I, you know, writing checks. I'm not exactly sure that's rock moment, but no, dishing out money isn't exactly the, the rock moment. <laughs> Yeah, you're ju- you're just writing those checks and praying that the money goes to education and not to freshman college parties. Well, you know, you're you're making a list of the people that you actually uh, know the better, and they get the most money. <laughs> yes, so you just kind of go. Yeah, yeah, I know them more than them, so you're, they're getting five dollars more or ten. Oh yeah, yep. Uh, I'm I'm kind of like sliding through. This summer is actually really interesting because, I mean, I, I may be unaware because my wife is kind of the uh, calendar keeper, but we've had one open house so far, and I think we only have one wedding. So this could be a really smooth uh, summer, but I probably shouldn't say that because it could easily flip on me at any moment. But what I will say is that my rock moment of the week, Nerd Alert, E3 has begun. Oh. And there was some exciting stuff that I saw. Usually, actually, I don't even stay up on all, all that much. But there's some new stuff coming out that I'm excited for. So it's always awesome to be able to see what the new games coming out are and get into that whole nerd video game stuff. So I don't need to... We're, we are a sports podcast, not video game podcast. So I don't need to go into detail. Well, what is this E3? Is it kind of like a... Uh, Coming out with your age on this one. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even tell you. See, this is how bad I am. I'm I am a uh, casual gamer, so I don't even know everything. I mean, I couldn't tell you everything that happens at E3 other than they talk about games that are being made and games that are going to be released. So, Oh, okay. I don't even – I'm not sure where this one is. They have them at different places. Ubisoft uh, talked a little bit today. They have specific times for PC games, PlayStation, Xbox, and things like that. So they have all their times, and then the companies have their own agendas. So it's big announcements for stuff like that. And they sometimes talk about the uh, e-games, the electronic games, you know, the tournaments and whatnot. So, yeah. Yeah. So kind of sport-related, electronic sports. But mm-hmm. Just uh, I know that you're really the only thing you're waiting for is for when they announce that NCAA is coming back. Well, yeah. I mean, that's just been too long. I'm dying. So it's the one game I've been getting for about you know 10 years. I've just always gotten that game. Every year I get it. And obviously that just stopped. So I'm just kind of, you know, been waiting patiently. I know. And you know, the interesting thing is there's guys on Twitter that say the same thing I do. They say, man, I missed this game. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I do too. It was a great game. I I guess, you know what I like, which kind of follows exactly the way we are on this podcast is the reason is, is I love the recruiting part of the game than actually the playing of the game. Uh, I was always so, bad with that. Yeah, it's kind of funny. It's like I get a kick out of doing that more than I do actually playing the game. So it certainly follows along with the whole recruiting of Michigan players and the whole recruiting process of, of college football and college football process is pretty awesome. If they come out with the game again soon, they need to have something in the recruiting process for 
climbing up trees. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to take your shirt off on this one? <laughs> Between <laughs> the options, yeah. Oh gosh, yes, yes. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> per- personalization options for what you're going to do. I'm going to climb a tree. Yeah. I-, I want to have a sleepover. Options on that thing. It'd be like options. You're um, one of your, the SEC coaches did this. How do you want to react? <laughs> oh yes. As a coach, what do you want to tweet out? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that would be the, a whole nother level to that game. Yeah. Just yeah. <laughs> mind blown. Yeah, very so, funny. All right. Well, uh, actually, to mention uh, before we transition into our content here, uh, we do have a rock moment of the week, too, for the podcast. Because if you have not heard and are not aware, we are streaming for online radio. Uh, it's Eagle yep. Eye Radio. Um, right now, the way that I can tell you to get to it is if you go to theblueprintmichigan.com uh, Rashawn Reeves who does the Blueprint um, show and everything, that's his website if you go there up at the top on the very right hand side there's a link for the Eagle Eye Radio online streaming page and you go there and it's just, uh, right now it's at the beginning stages, this is some new really awesome stuff that's going on because um, it's going to be uh, the voice of Michigan sports and this is like sports in the state of Michigan. So he's right now for just to fill up all the content, it's between the blueprint and the blue brother sportscast, but he's, uh, there's going to be a Lions show for the Detroit lions. There is in the works, a fantasy football. Um, nice. Wait, or is it fantasy football or just fantasy sports in general? I think it's fantasy football show. That's going to go on there. And that's just that this is just the beginning. So it's like forming, it's happening. I mean, if you want to, you can go on there and it, it goes between different episodes um, all throughout the day, alternating and everything like that. So that is in the works. Our stuff can be found on there, some of our most recent episodes. So that is a rock moment for the podcast that I wanted to mention. Yeah, it's going to be a good show. Man, I need to get on that fantasy football thing. Part, yeah, that'd be fun. I know you yeah. and I are a big part of that. So, yeah, keep up with it. We'll have announcements and everything like that. But without further ado, we exciting will go stuff. ahead. What I said, exciting stuff coming on. on yeah, that. yes, very true. So, uh, keep up today, and we will try to keep news up in the forefront, putting it on Twitter and the podcast. So, without further ado, we will get into this week's content. Okay, well, for those of you who did listen to the episode, it didn't get a whole lot of hits. I kind of understand. I know that um, it was uh, in between week kind of there, but there was the episode before our interview with Rashawn Gary and his mother that was guilty that we had. And so Craig and I had a great recording. We thought it was going to be awesome. We actually even tweeted out saying it went really well. And then there was some kind of malfunction the audio just totally was almost completely wasted there was just a brief part that we were able to save uh from our intro uh which was actually kind of nice because we were recognizing memorial day 
but yeah, so we lost that. So there, there's some older content that we're going to kind of be bringing up, but then there's also some new stuff that we're going to talk about. And um, I guess uh, what we'll go ahead and start off with, since it kind of covers both the weeks, in that episode that was lost, we talked some about Rutgers because we had a big, what would you say, upheaval or outcry or response? Response. A big response to our Rutgers episode um, because... Some people from Rutgers found it and voiced their opinions with us about it. And uh, But also then just last week, which was very, very nice of Rutgers to do for us, they decided to have that little vandalism shenanigans happen, and it was on the day that we released our Rashawn Gary episode. And I know without a doubt that some of our extra hits last week came from people looking up things about Rutgers and New Jersey and our episode got hit by that because we were because we were able to tag Rashawn Gary, number one recruit from New Jersey, 2016, and so it got hits off of that. So thank you, we appreciate that. Yeah, hopefully it was by the order of the bull's blood. I guess we'll go back and we'll kind of start at the beginning. Uh, with the whole Rutgers talk, we, yeah. and then we have another conversation talked about that we kind of missed out on some of the stuff Saban did. But we'll start off on uh, Rutgers because uh, we responded to some of the things that were said, and now I can't, unfortunately, remember everything. But I think it's great that this is coming after the quote-unquote, as people are saying, the vandalism at Paramus Catholic. If you missed it, oh man, I forgot to refresh myself on this today. But there was, at the football field, uh, and Craig, you can correct me if I get any of this wrong, the football field, there was a note left for Michigan slash Jim Harbaugh and a bunch of Rutgers magnets and a teddy bear? Yeah, and magnets strewn across the whole field, and then they had a teddy bear sitting on top of a Rutgers paper on the 50-yard line. So, okay. Yeah. I, I never figured out what was going on with that. But that feeds into what I want to say from the beginning because Rutgers fans were coming after Craig and I for the show and saying that we were legitimizing Rutgers as a threat slash rival slash whatever because we were talking about them on our show and because we were talking about them on social media. And we even though we talk about Michigan and everything do are not like truly associated with Michigan. We are not like the Michigan coaching staff. We are not the team. We speak about these things because it is our goal of this show to report on things that are related to Michigan football. And so when Rutgers came after Michigan, if we didn't talk about it and if we didn't do our job of reporting on it, then we would be failing at what we have as a goal and a purpose of the show. So if that feeds into your legitimizing your feelings that you're all of a sudden this new powerhouse or whatever you is in the minds of Rutgers fans now. I don't know how that comes off. I mean Well we're supposed to talk about all things Michigan football. This this is about Michigan football with Rutgers. I mean there's you know times where we don't have any news about Michigan, but this seems to be coming up. How about you guys just, like, shut up, and then we wouldn't talk about it? 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, how about shut up? I'm going, but yet you keep declaring war on us or we're declaring war on you, which is absurd. And we're talking about it. What do you want to do? We talk about Michigan football. It's just, yeah. It's like you, you guys are fully free to say whatever you want, but then we are not allowed to respond in any way. Makes sense. That's that's not uh, I don't know whatever. Anyways, so the interesting thing was that legitimizing factor that they that some of them brought up and they said we are legitimizing Rutgers as a threat or whatever as I said because we are basically acknowledging them and basically like fighting back etc whatever. And I was just kind of like, well, okay, if I'm I'm just thinking now after these other things have transpired, if Michigan is legitimizing that as seen Rutgers as a quote-unquote threat, then what is Rutgers doing when they are attacking a high school? (laughs) They didn't attack Michigan. They left a note for Michigan, but they attacked a high school. So am I to assume from the way that you guys are playing this that you are now legitimizing that high school as a threat to you? I guess so. I mean, doesn't that make sense? I mean, this is Rucker's logic. Well, I wonder if this is even an attack on, a little bit of attack on Partridge, because he's from there, so, and he's on the U of M staff. So, I don't know if that's what this is, but it's almost like, (laughs) it's almost like Rutgers is like, Michigan's coming in and stealing our women. <laughs> you know, if you're a guy, like, they, how dare you? And we're like, we're not doing that. We just pair them us. They have great recruits coming out of there. And Partridge knows that. And that's why Harbaugh is very smart, gets them on our staff, and says, hey, we got a nice little pipeline to Paramus Catholic High School. And, that, and we are able to get two of the best players probably in the country to come from there Peppers and Rashawn Gary. So. Yeah, there was one interesting thing that somebody shared with me, and uh, one of the Rutgers fans, he was level-headed. I mean, he's one of those people who uh, is passionate and everything, and he'll talk crap, but he also isn't, you know, one of those people that you can't have a sensible conversation with. And he brought up, uh, this is new to me, and I don't know any legitimacy behind it because of the information they shared with me, but he said that there's big issue with and suspicious things about Partridge illegally recruiting Rashawn Gary to go to Paramus Catholic before Partridge uh, came to Michigan. Okay. So, of course, that was before Partridge came to Michigan, so there's not a lot. I'll admit, I don't have a lot of knowledge of coaches' backgrounds, especially when they're coming out of high school and everything. If it's a a college coach from somewhere else, I, I might know some more information and be able to get some more research. But anyways, he sent me something about it. There were some things, issues that people brought up, and they listened to it. There was no evidence, so nothing uh, could be really disciplined about it. But nowhere in the whole thing did it actually say Partridge was – it didn't say anybody's name. So it's – I mean, but the – Rutgers guy was telling me that a lot of it was targeted at Partridge and they believe that he was behind it. So I, so you are very right. It could be a lot to do with directing at Partridge, but I mean, this, if that's where it all stemmed from, I mean, this is going a lot more mm-hmm. above just Partridge with what they've been involved in. But the thing that I find interesting is that I, it comes across to me that they've almost put more effort forth into the attention that Rutgers is putting in on 
Michigan and this vandalism stuff, they probably put more work into this than it actually does to get a degree from the Rutgers University. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, it didn't help that obviously um, Harbaugh was their commencement speaker at Paramus Catholic, oh, yeah. too. So, you know, it's almost like we're claiming that school part of Michigan. And, you know, it's Rutgers' job. Well, it's Ash's job and Rutgers to go in there and go into Paramus Catholic and steal those guys back. I mean, that's part of what they need to do. And, hey, Rutgers has been down for a long time. In fact, you know what? Let's just lay this out here. I had no problem with Rutgers at all. In fact, I actually liked Rutgers for a long time. I was just, you know, had nothing. There were no issues. But now it just seems like since... Partridge and Paramus and us getting those guys. And then you get, I mean, just to throw a big log on the fire and the big flame was getting Ash there. And that just made it worse, I think. I think Ash going to Rutgers made it ten times worse because he doesn't like Michigan at all. And just all that fueled, all that fire was just a big, it made it worse. Yeah, well, that's the thing, too. I'm starting to recall some of the things that we talked about in the episode that we lost. It's just like, how do Rutgers fans feel about this coach coming in from Ohio bringing this agenda and basically trying to turn your school into a branch of Ohio Like, that's the thing that baffles me is uh, that would be annoying. It's just like, dude, our team has sucked. We have not been good. Focus on our program. Do do a good job. Let's have a good season. Let's have a winning season or a 500 season. And then you can start worrying about this petty stuff for, and doing this stuff with Michigan. Because if he does all this stuff and talks his big game and everything and accomplishes nothing in three years, then he's just going to look the bigger fool. Yeah, it's almost like they're on like Mich- their uh, Rutgers was on at the playground and then Michigan showed up. And then they're like running off to say, Ohio, help us out here. We're getting picked on. <laughs> like, yeah. that's not happening at all. But, you know, it's almost like that's what they're doing. Like, they can't fight their own fights and they need Ohio to actually back them up. The big brother, the big uh, hefty, strong brother to help them out. And I'm like, really? Come on, put your big boy pants on, recruit, play well, like you said. Have a good season, a decent season, and then get in there. If you start playing well and you start winning a little bit more, you get recruits want to go to your college. That's how it works. Yeah. Well, okay, here's another thing, too, that I know that we mentioned last time that I want to make sure that we get. People are saying, and here's the thing, is like there were, people got on top of me because they're just like, you're saying that Rutgers is coming out to be a threat against Michigan and the conference and everything. And that's not what these articles were saying. They were talking about recruiting and everything. And I was just like, dude, you guys need to huddle up as a, or understand what your fan base is saying, because some of you are saying that Rutgers is only um, a recruiting threat, but others are way off on left field and saying Rutgers, it's almost acting like Rutgers is going to, challenge everybody for the big 10 east so they were all over the place so if you couldn't keep up with the millions of tweets that seems were floating around about that the other week then go back and read them yeah, but the, the paper was funny just reading you know i'm reading it and i'm laughing because it's like this constitutional uh, we therefore declare a war against the state of michigan <laughs> yeah well then this? also <laughs> Yeah, but that's another thing, too. It's supposed to be that uh, secret society, supposedly, or whatever. If that's the best they can come up with, 
and I know there was the secret message uh, written on the side that actually wasn't completely correct because they messed up with the capital letters yeah. and threw an extra one in there. That really, that's 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 where this secret society is. This is how they're gonna. T it just if that seems petty. If it's really on that kind of level. Now, if you're talking just a bunch of college students doing what college students do, then whatever, you know, fine. Yeah, it was a it was college gag, college prank, whatever. But to go back and make sure that I don't miss it with the whole idea of Mich uh, Michigan being threatened by Rutgers, let me let me explain this very clearly. Rutgers and Michigan are only going head to head in the state of New Jersey because that is Rutgers as they say, home turf. Michigan is coming to New Jersey. Michigan is coming and challenging for their recruits. Yep. Rutgers is trying to keep them. Who sounds like the threat? Who sounds like they're threatened? Rutgers. Rutgers is being threatened by Michigan. Michigan is coming, and they are going after your, your recruits. You are not coming after Michigan recruits. Maybe you'll get some. Maybe you'll get a couple. Michigan isn't making a big deal about it. But if you want to talk to me about an actual threat, on the recruiting trail, go down to Alabama, go down to Florida, and start challenging for the same recruits that Michigan is getting out of those states. And then we'll start talking about you guys maybe actually being a recruiting threat. But you guys can't even get out of the state of New Jersey. That is where you're focused on, and you're saying you're a threat. And that is not a threat. We are threatening you for your recruits in your state. That's no threat. We are causing problems for you, and you are just trying to hold your own and defending. Yeah, if they want to come to Michigan That's... to steal some recruits, I'm fine with that. In fact, nobody, no U of M fan should be freaking out and acting like Rutgers would be if Rutgers came in and took our players away. That means we have a problem. Michigan's got a big problem if we can't hold our own state. Yeah, well, that's a th that's a thing though too. Like we were just saying though, I mean, like some years, uh, and you mentioned, and I remember specifically you mentioned this last time, how you know it, it fluctuates. One year a state is going to be really good for recruits. For another year, they're yep. not going to be that many. Years where Michigan recruits the state of Michigan heavily, and then there right. will be years that they won't. So there will be years that we recruit New Jersey heavily, and there will be years that we don't. So there will be opportunities and chances that. Rutgers will get recruits out of the state of Michigan at some point in time. Guess yeah, what? Yeah, it happens every that happens. you know four to five years. You get Paramount's Catholic. Right now, it's the hot high school at this time, you know, and Harbaugh knew that, and that's why he went in there and he said, "Hey, you know what? I'm going to go in here and I'm going to grab some guys that, um, you know, right underneath their nose." And it, it, plain and simple, these guys are great and they're the best players in the country. They don't want to play for Rutgers, man. They want to win, man. They want to play for a coach. They know that Coach Harbaugh not only wins, but he wins at the highest level. He won in the NFL. He's that good. And they, they're they looking at the bigger picture. Yeah. The bigger picture isn't going, hey, you know what? I want to play for Rutgers because why? I'm just loyal to Rutgers. No, they want to play for not only Michigan because it's really dang hard to get a scholarship from to michigan and to get into michigan and two they know if they can get to play for jim harbaugh he's going to get them to go play for the nfl his chance i mean look at rudock the guy went from a second stringer to playing had a great year and now he's drafted by the uh lines no one would have thought that if he was stuck at iowa no way yeah. he would have been playing and no way he would be even he would have been done with football. 
Well, you're exactly right. I mean, that's a great example of just some of the things that people see with Harbaugh, uh, what he did with Rudock. But actually, I will be coming back to that in some way, shape, and form with some of the things I want to discuss with another topic that we're going to get to after this. But here's another thing, too, that Rutgers fans are making a big deal out of how Michigan has responded, what Michigan is doing, and quite a bit has come from Partridge on it, which makes sense because Partridge is from New Jersey. Not only is he from New Jersey, he has, like we've discussed, the connection to Paramus Catholic. And now this vandalism stuff went on with Paramus Catholic. So he is directly related to this. I mean, he is from, he wants to recruit New Jersey. He is from there. That would work for anybody. I mean, if you have somebody who's from the state of California who comes and coaches at Michigan, chances are he's going to be like, hey, I'm going to go back there and I'm going to try to recruit because I know that area. I know those people. I know some things over there and everything. And that that's how they work it. I mean, you do what you know. Partridge knows New Jersey. And so, yeah, he's going to give some special attention to it and everything. But that's not saying that the Michigan fan base even or the whole university or the whole football team is freaking about what New Jersey or Rutgers is doing in New Jersey. Yeah. Oh, I know. That's I don't understand. It's it's the bigger picture. Is a lot. What what we talked to some of these recruits that we've had on the show, even uh, Rashawn Gary. I mean, they know that the very fact is that scholarship, even across the whole entire United States and the country, is Michigan to get that scholarship means something. You know, it's beyond just a regular. Hey, you know what? I'm gonna get my degree from Michigan. Is you. <laughs> Michigan is one of the most premier colleges in the country to get a uh, degree from, and that's what they're yeah. looking at, and the bigger picture, uh, too, there. We've seen it on social media where athlete um, these recruits will say that they are hoping for that Michigan offer, even though some of them know that they're not going to go to Michigan. They want that recognition because there is a different level of saying, being able to say, "Hey, I got offered mm-hmm. by Michigan," you know, there, there, there is something different with that. The same thing as it is when somebody says, "I got an offer from Alabama," you know. I mean, we're not saying that Michigan is the only one that gets um, special recognition by recruits, and they want to be coached up. They want to be coached up by Jim Harbaugh, and that and his name holds a lot, I and mean, they know that. They know, obviously, his brother is very much involved in the Michigan recruiting and some of the satellite camps and bringing in talent, and that's great. I mean, he's got so many resources. And then you got John John Harbaugh there with the Ravens, and he's doing a phenomenal job there. And these kids want to they want to play for the NFL, man. They want they want to make their you know play. They want to make money. They want to. They want to have a great life. So, and that's the thing is yeah, Jim Harbaugh sure. can so, provide well, that for him. Um, I don't know if, and nobody can say that they know, but I don't know if Michigan's going to get a recruit out of New Jersey. I mean, I kind of anticipate that they'll get one at least this year. But if they don't, it's not going to be saying that we've lost to Rutgers because what matters really in the end? I'm And I'm winning on the football field. I mean, you can get all the recruits from Michigan. Could right. get every yep. single recruit out of the state of Michigan if it really wants to. Every three star and above, or four star, or whatever, out of the state of Michigan. But if they don't get the wins, then it doesn't matter. 
And that's the thing that kind of baffled me in part of this is that some Rutgers fans were going at it where it's just like they acted like it was all about recruiting. Like if we win recruiting, that's that's the win. We win. And it's just like, do you understand the concept of the sport of football? You are supposed to go out on the field, score more points than the opponent, and have time expire so that you win the game. So if if Rutgers go, uh, if we don't get a yeah. recruit out of the state of New Jersey this year, and then still beat Rutgers, mm-hmm. and, and but they still make a big deal of the recruiting and everything, fine. I mean, go ahead. Yeah, I mean Harbaugh is now going. Hey, I'm going after I'm going after these big time five star recruits that have already committed. <laughs> I'm going. He's going after them. When they've already committed, usually when they commit, most, you know, some college coaches go, well, you know what, let's just move on. And Harbaugh's going, nope. If I know there's a little bit of wiggle room there, I'm going to go for it. And he's going to try to convince them. And I know darn well Saban is worried about stuff like that. All the other coaches are too. And, And you're starting to see that is they're not even, what they're trying to do is censor Jim Harbaugh and put up as many rules and many things to block him and he's just finding another way around there because the very thing is what do you what happens when you censor something and you and you block something and you try to ban something it becomes very very attractive to people like with recruits they now are more and more intrigued by jim harbaugh and what he brings to michigan football now if they would just leave this alone not talk about him not put him in the limelight not even media i think we wouldn't be yeah. well, as successful. I, I think Jim Harbaugh right knows now. how to capitalize on the system of social media, but also, um, I mean, we had this discussion yeah. at one point too, where it's just like, you know, what happens when your parents tell you not to date a girl, a specific girl? You want to date that girl? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. uh, yeah well, I remember no, Rashawn say that. Him. I can't remember who said <laughs> it, but yeah, that's that's it. It's just like, you, yeah, no, you cannot awesome. have that. Well, now I want it more. So, <laughs> yep. If you would just stop doing that, I think if social media and you know all the talk show and everybody and you know SEC and then you get the SEC commissioner and then you get Rutgers and you get the Paramus and you get all this going on, and then if you would just stop with that, I think this might die down. And it's not every every month something comes up, man. It's well, you know what it's doing. Oh yeah, it's certainly helping our podcast. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's been a good time to start a podcast for Michigan football, that's for sure. Um, But, I mean, I guess this is a good uh, spot to transition into the next topic because you mentioned Saban. Because also while we were in that one episode that got lost and everything, there was that press conference. What was it? Was the the SEC press conference or something like that? Um, Saban was talking and somebody was bringing Mm -hmm. up stuff with satellite camps. And it was the instance where... Saban, and uh, don't quote me on this, but Saban talked about the potential of rule uh, not being able to control thing with rules, uh, things with satellite camps with rules, and how are they going to monitor it? Um, and talking about the potential problems that it presents, and then uh, Harbaugh responded with saying how it's quote unquote amazing that um, they're getting essentially lectured by coach from Alabama who 
just got caught cheating or just had their own uh, breaking of the rules. Yeah, they recruited for yeah. Emma got um, yeah yeah he got fired and so Harbaugh fired yeah. back so and everything and so that kind of went on and so we discussed that a little bit which uh, I have a little bit further to talk on but Craig I'll go ahead and let you um, start the conversation with the whole uh, uh, Saban comments from that press conference. Yeah, it just I mean when I was watching that it looked like to me just. I don't think it was the satellite camps. I just think that Saban was getting annoyed by the whole love fest for Jim Harbaugh or just when they yeah. should be talking about Alabama football, talking about Harbaugh and satellite camps. And I think it annoys him. Well, heck, Saban gets annoyed over everything. And the very fact is I think he was just getting annoyed. And I think he – well, I just told you earlier in the, in the sportscast that the very fact is Jim Harbaugh's going in there and he's grabbing like he's trying to get two recruits to come to Michigan, uh, uh, Najee Harris and um, Marvin, um, what's his name, Williams, I think, or Marvin, what's his name, Wilson or somebody yeah. like that that's uh, from Alabama, two of the big, best guys coming from Alabama. And the reason he's going after those specific two guys is because there's a little bit of wiggle room, like I was talking about in order for them, I, th- I know Najee Harris is going to visit Michigan, and he's just big time. If no one knows about this guy, great running back, incredible. But that's the thing I think Saban's seeing is Jim Harbaugh's creeping in there and getting his best guys. And the very fact I think Saban sees him as he could be successful at it, and that's annoying the heck out of him. So what is he going to do? He's going to annoy him. He's going to try to bat any satellite camps. He's going to try to throw things like, how are you going to monitor these things? And how are you going to – that's just smoke and mirrors to everything. It, I, don't, it, I don't think it matters to him. I think what yeah, it is is I, just I, Jim Harbaugh. I agree with a lot of what you said right there, Craig. Um, and I'll get into where my differences are with that. But I do think that with that press conference, he was more annoyed with – the talk of Jim Harbaugh than the satellite camps. I think his whole it appears with the way that he's reacted and the way that he's talked about and others have talked about from the SEC about the satellite camps that they know that they have the advantage. They want to try to keep the advantage and they know that the satellite camps are not going to help them essentially. So, but then also he was talking about issues with, you know, having to go to all these camps now. And I even tweeted out about it. I was like, has anyone told Nick Saban that it's your choice to go? You do not (laughs) have to go. I mean, if you don't want to work as hard, that's fine. You do not have to. So that's kind of the thoughts and everything with the satellite camps. Now, when we're getting to Harbaugh, I think you're right when you're saying that he's seen Harbaugh having success and it bothers him. And I think it really bothers him too because also that you mentioned there, there's so much talk about Harbaugh. And Harbaugh, in the retrospect of a lot of things over the past year or so, has not has done a lot in the eyes of Michigan. But when you look at the scope of college football, it has not done that much. Mm-hmm. I mean, Saban has done – is. An amazing coach is like the coach in college football right now because of what he's done over these several years and everything. I mean, there's no, he's got the, he's got the trophies, he's got the rings. There's no denying it. But the thing with Jim Harbaugh is that he is doing all this stuff and he's successful. And this is the thing I wouldn't, I don't know the right word to use. I don't necessarily 
it annoys him. It's a nuisance and he doesn't like the attention on someone who still hasn't got a... I feel like he's got the annoyance where this guy hasn't even won a championship. I've won these multiple championships and I'm still not getting as much attention as he is. But here's the thing right. that I've, I came across that I don't know if a lot of people realize. Because, yeah, people have brought it up, but they haven't really dug into it in detail. Because they compare, well, Nick Saban and Jim Harbaugh. And it's like, okay, well, you're... There's a lot of differences there, but let's find the things that are actually similar that we can go ahead and compare. So I, I kind of went into this and I was just like, man, this is this is really interesting. I think the thing that kind of gets to Saban is that he realizes that Jim Harbaugh is doing things better than he did. So so listen to this. Listen to this. I, I'm, yeah. I'm going to break it down. So obviously people go to their uh, NFL coaching careers. And yes, there were different teams, different conference, uh, different... Um, divisions, different years, and things like that. But let's look at this. All right, here's some information I got. Prior to Jim Harbaugh coming to San Francisco, the 49ers had not had a winning season or a playoff win since 2002. He started coaching in 2011. He went 13-3, and 11-4, 12-4, but then finished 8-8. and So he had three postseason appearances and one Super Bowl appearance. This is Jim Harbaugh. Yep, with the yeah. first so year let's uh, look quarterback at too. Nick Saban's uh, <laughs> time in the NFL. Uh, prior to Saban's arrival uh, for the Miami Dolphins, their last postseason appearance was in 2001. And here, here's an interesting thing to note: other than 2004, they had not had a losing record since 1988. So Nick Saban comes in in <laughs> right. his year in 2005 they go 9 and 7. Can't argue with that, you know, no no postseason, but they went 9 and 7. His next year he went 6 and 10. 2 years in the NFL, not a single yeah. postseason appearance and you have for the second time in how many uh about 2 decades, you have the second losing season for that franchise mm -hmm. in 2 decades. So who had the yeah, most just... su successful NFL career? Pretty obvious. And so it's just yeah. like Nick Saban sees Jim Harbaugh have more success than him in the NFL. And people know that. And people have said that, that Jim Harbaugh was a good NFL coach. He might fit better in college, but he was still successful in the NFL. I mean, it would, how many coaches can say they've coached in a Super Bowl? So, yeah, he was a successful NFL coach. You can't say that about Nick Saban. You cannot say he was a success, successful no. NFL coach. No. So no. that probably probably rubs him the wrong way. So, and he's more successful yeah, his first year so in college, too. <clears throat> so where, yeah. where can we most clearly define or compare the two in their coaching careers in college? And that is when I go to, let's look at how they both have done coaching in the Big Ten. Because you can compare he uh, Jim coached at Stanford in Pac-12 and Saban has coached at LSU and the SEC, but everyone knows and no one can argue against the fact that they know that shady stuff goes on in the SEC and they have a huge recruiting advantage and all that. And may, maybe some places aren't playing players. We know that some places currently still are. We don't know what specific schools are doing what, but there's some shady crap going down in the SEC. So let's compare where they have more of an even playing field and let's see how they've done in the Big Ten. 
So, Nick Saban coached at MSU. In his time at MSU, he only had two winning seasons in five years. And technically, he didn't even have a double-digit win season because the year that MSU got 10 wins was when he left before they won their bowl game. So that wasn't even necessarily his win. So he didn't even have, in all technicality, a double-digit win season in the Big Ten. Here comes Jim Harbaugh to what appears to be a very quite devastated Michigan team, not doing very well at all. And he comes in his first season and goes 10-3. and And he gets a lot of attention for it. Now, who is already looking better at coaching in the Big Ten? The coach that has never gotten double-digit wins in the Big Ten or the coach who comes in his first year and gets double-digit wins? Right. And that, you know, it'd be interesting to know whether who the quarterback was during that time with the yeah, one uh, yeah, Saban I don't was know at that. MSU. Because if he had a two, like a year or two quarterback season, that makes it even better for Jim Harbaugh, who took a Absolutely. second stringer well, from Iowa and brought and him And here's in. the thing, and I said <laughs> it before. Nick Saban is a great college coach. He did not have success at the NFL, but yep, here is he the is. thing that I say about it. He found his success in the SEC, and we know the crap that goes on in the SEC that has gone on. Maybe it's not as bad as it was. Maybe it's worse. Who knows? But everybody knows that there's crap that goes on down there. Nick Saban knows that he has an advantage of getting the best recruits down there and hoarding them and getting the best players. If you take Nick Saban out from having the best recruits, like when he was at MSU in the Big Ten, he is not going to be looked as as nearly as good of a coach. He is going to be put in a different level with all these other different coaches and have just as difficult time winning because of the scale of the players. Honestly, Put him in the Big Ten. I think D'Antonio is a better coach than Nick Saban because D'Antonio has proved that he can develop players and do a heck of a job doing that. Nick Saban was at um, State for the period that he was, and you just didn't see it. And he went to Alabama, which is a football school in the first place. Well, he skipped around. He skipped around the two SEC schools and went from the LSU to the NFL and then back to Alabama. I just – I'm not out here saying that Jim Harbaugh is right now a better coach than Nick Saban. I think in the Big Ten he is. Like no. I said, if you put Nick Saban back in the Big Ten with not being able to do the what we say shady stuff in the SEC, I think that he would be able to you know, go toe-to-toe with Nick Saban. It'd be a good fight, and I would... I don't think everybody would be betting on Nick Saban as much as they are. But Nick Saban has been winning his championships. That's the thing. I don't want to hear anything on Twitter about the Bama fans, man. Some of you are great. Some of you stink. You're just absolutely ridiculous. Why in the world are you guys saying we've got four championships to you? Jim Harbaugh has none. I'm like, he's been here one year. And the the other schools that he's been in are... Yeah, the other schools he's been at are San Diego State University and then Stanford. You realize what Stanford was before him when he got there? And now look at where Stanford is now after he went in and he got got them back on track. Yeah, they're not necessarily uh, contending for championships. I mean, they're in possible playoff talk every once in a while. But come on. I mean, what are you talking about? Put Jim Harbaugh in the SEC. Let's see what happens. 
Oh, yeah, you put, yeah, you give Harbaugh one of the SEC jobs, like LSU or something like that. Good gosh. Or even yeah. Florida. And, My and, God. And, but give him Miami. And don't Miami give me that crap because everybody players. knows how the Big Ten and Notre Dame are very similar about how they do, uh, they want to have players that are academic and everything like that, and they have, they have certain rules in place. When... And I can't remember who talked to who, but when Urban Meyer had an opportunity to go to Notre Dame or take the coaching job at Florida, he was told specifically, you know you're going to get better players at Florida because they don't have the same recruiting standards. And that is exactly what happened. And look at the success that he had at Florida. And look at what he's doing at the Big Ten now. Yes, he's still doing a great job, but he goes into Mm -hmm. Ohio which has uh, a lot of good recruits and everything too, so it's to be anticipated and everything. But if he had gone to another school in SEC, I'm sure that he'd probably be more looking at contending for the title game, the SEC title game, and then going to the playoffs and going toe-to-toe to save it and everything like that. Yeah, we're lucky. I mean, you take you put Jim Harbaugh. I know one school. If he if he went to there and their dumpster fire right now is Texas. My God, he would have that. They would be probably winning multiple multiple championships. That's how good they are. That whole region is full of incredible players. Texas, they yeah. just don't have the right coach right now, yeah. and we got them. I mean, we should be very fortunate. It's just you're right. You're absolutely right. I think if he went to any of those big colleges of big name recruits in a big state that just recruits well, he'd be yeah riding high right now. But you know, he's slowly building something special here in Michigan, and they know it. We know it. That's kind of the just fit and everything. I mean, I know you're, but I mean, you look at some of those coaches that have had their success in the SEC, like maybe not the top ones, like. Um, Saban and Les Miles and Urban Meyer when he was there and everything. But you look at the other ones who have had great success and everything, and take them out of the SEC, and they're probably not going to have as much success um, as they have. I, I'm, I can almost oh, just yeah. go on and guarantee it. Yeah, I agree. Yep, I know. It's you know, and Urban Meyer's a good coach too, and no one's saying at all that Saban's not a great coach, and anybody would take him. He's awesome. But what I'm saying is, is Jim Harbaugh is getting there. It's just slowly but surely. It seems to me, though, Jim Harbaugh, unlike Saban, is Harbaugh just looks like he's yeah, a lot more true. fun to play with. Well, and I'm, and I'm not saying this that like Nick Saban <laughs> fell into it exactly like that and everything, but it depends on circumstances and situations. Um, so, like I said, if Saban was not in the SEC. I would say he would not have his multiple championships. Maybe he had a he would have more than one, but he would not have the big number that he does have. For instance, circumstances that pertain to things, Brady Hoke would not have had that crazy first season if he had not picked up on the players that Rich Rod had dropped off for him. Sorry, I like Brady Hoke. He seems like a really nice oh, yeah. guy and everything, but he picked up some great players. Um, example... Hemingway and Denar Robinson from who Rich Rod had, and he was able to use them to a very good ability. And if when he started taking those away, take away development and things like that, you started seeing what he really is for a coach in that situation, and he wasn't really that good. I mean, really, what do you say? I mean, Caleb, break down how long it takes for a coach to implement 
to get his players in there, the ones he looks for, the ones he recruited, the ones that are going to start playing. He, Jim Harbaugh has not not one player that he's brought in, well, except Rudolph, but that's he's a transfer that he that they started. He's just now went through the recruiting cycle of getting top five uh, recruiting class, and he's going to get these guys playing great. It's he only like you said he was using patchwork for which what Hulk had, yeah. and he got him to ten wins. I mean, wait till he gets his players in. What's it, what do you think is like what three to four years by the time his team just starts developing into his team? first year you have really nobody harbaugh was able to get some extra ones just because he's harbaugh and he was tenacious about it the second year you start getting the players that you want and so that's just some recruits so you have all these guys still left over so finally when you get to the third year you're technically having two years of your recruits coming in and so that's really the beginning stage of stages of it because the players that are coming in some of them aren't starting because they're not good enough to start. They t- need some development. So really, you are looking at that fourth year yeah. being that big year. But some of them, some coaches don't even make it that far because you don't see that progression. You see things steadily getting worse. Yeah. There, there you go. Yep. That's yeah. That's what I had to say about that. Yeah. Take that. <sighs> Mike drop. Okay, well, oh man, uh, a lot to be said with that one. Um, trying to play catch up and make sure that we um, included things from before. So, we usually like to talk about the topic for next week. We have hopefully another interview lined up for next week, um, and we will tweet about it if we can when we confirm it and everything. But if you have any general questions that you kind of want to ask a recruit, feel free to send them to us. Uh, obviously, if you see and when you see. Uh, the confirmation of who the interview is going to be, uh, you can uh, tweet us or email us specific questions that you might want to ask that recruit and everything, but we're still in the um, stages of confirming that, so I don't want to put out a specific player's name and have it fall through, because we, we have had several um, interviews that we've tried to schedule, but just different things. I mean, these a lot is going on for these guys. Uh, people are graduating and things are, well... Some of uh, Rashawn just graduated. Some of them aren't graduating. Some of them have another year, but then they're getting ready for things. So a lot of stuff. And so um, it will land where it does. But, yeah, uh, a lot talked about this week. Good stuff. Playing catch-up. we got a lot of interviews coming up. We just can't say what they are, like you said, because we don't want... The fact is, you know, a lot of them have dropped out or something's happened. You know, you never know. It could be a process, you know, something family issue. You never know. And so we want to make sure that people get their questions in and be able to say what they want. So when we confirm it, usually it's a couple days out. And Yeah, well, we even have a competition because we have to get Craig and I together um, on at the same time. But then we also have to get the recruit on at the same time. And we record late which is very inconvenient for anybody on the East Coast because we don't start until like 11, 1130. And, I mean, not everybody's up that late. But then even on top of that, we have to deal with uh, the difficulty sometimes where there's different time zones and have to make sure you get on at the same time. So lots of stuff we jump through and everything, but good things going on. A lot of good things. Yep. I mean, Sportscast is doing great. Thank you, guys. I mean, we have a lot of... Wonderful things happening. We keep telling you that, but um, they're 
it's, we're pretty amazed by what's going on. We can't tell you everything, but you know we're excited for what's going to the yes, future is going to hold for so, us. Uh, ways that you can contact us, uh, give us thoughts. Oh man. And uh, I do have a list of topics coming up and everything. And I think I mentioned this actually in the episode that got lost. Drew Hostfire72 has a topic that he suggested to me. It's still on my docket. I did not forget. There was some stuff about Twitter and polls and things like that that uh, he brought up and everything. And it was good to talk about. But we were playing catch up this week and we had an interview before. I do want to let people know that if they give us suggestions for topics and things like that, that we do seriously consider them and we'll be using them. So, Drew, I didn't forget. We're getting to that. I <laughs> no, I didn't forget because I Drew, just said forgot, I dude. just recalled. So it's it's um, it's still Drew. In my get on him, buddy. So, get him. Uh, <laughs> I love I know, Drew, man. Drew's gonna, gonna get on you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I gave you a shirt, Drew. Don't yell at me. I know. And Craig doesn't. Craig doesn't even have a shirt. Yet. Sure. So he's got. You got to go easy on him. You're you're more important than Craig because Craig doesn't even have a shirt yet. So, but uh, but yeah. Okay. So if you want to contact us, I mean, you can find us on Twitter. We're at Blue Bros underscore and our names. Uh, pretty easy to find out there. Then you can always uh, email us. Contact us at bluebrotherssportscast.com. That's our website. If you can find um. A lot of access, people go to SoundCloud to find our episodes, but you can go to our website as well, bluebrotherssportscast.com. We have our feed of information. We share uh, some tweets. We share episodes. We share photos, fan photos, and everything like that. And then, of course, we have our voicemail that we will uh, share directly your messages on the show. Uh, if we can fit them in, that is 551 258 three two seven six that number is five five one blue bro so another episode in the books yep go check out our old interview with sean gary yes, really you good one it, got a lot of hits go check that out it blew up like we said because of that ruckers talk and everything yep it uh became our episode with the biggest hits within like two days and then kept climbing and everything and so it was a really good interview too uh like we said so but yeah we uh, appreciate yep. you guys listening in we hope you all have a good rest of the week and as always go blue go blue, go blue.